What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of OD Podcast. Um, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Niches get stitches. I'm just saying that. Oh, here you go. I'm having deja vu. So you yeah. in LA now? Oh yeah, this is the if uh the first episode that I'm recording from my apartment. How you feel? Um just bored. Honestly, I don't have my car here. My car was supposed to be here yesterday and it's not here still. So I really can't really do much without my car. I mean, I get an Uber, but I'm just really not trying to spend the unnecessary money. So if I can't walk there, I'm just going to stay in the house till my car come. And I also don't have a TV, so I'm bored. Oh, um, sure. You better get your, with, with the way your house set up, I have a projector and the Alpha TV. Um, I'm thinking about getting a projector in my room, but I'm still trying to figure out how I'm about to set everything up because I'm, I want to, I'm going to have to like get rid of some stuff. Maybe, 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 maybe just because um i'm gonna it's this apartment the style of even though it's so much room in here it's gonna force me to be a minimalist a little bit yeah but minimal is a nice is nice decor i need it i need it honestly i've over the years i've always been like a person that just like keep unnecessary shit so it's time to be an adult and just get rid of stuff and i think i got that from my mama my mama just kept i mean she kept everything like i remember when i was in like middle school my mama had like records from when my sister was like, what, like two years old. When you say records, you mean like documents? No, or like, like it, 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 albums, like or vinyl. Vinyls, yeah. Hey, that's kind of cool though. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, um, I don't know why, but when I, ever since I was little, I always cared about preserving stuff and taking care of it, like always. And so I actually had a, have a scrapbook that I had started working on since I was very young. And bro, I got martyr cards in there, like tokens. I got all kinds of stuff. I got the darn pen from the last time we won the World Series. I mean, it is just stuff that I was like 19 years old thinking about. Like I was in my mind, I was like, this gonna be important one day, and I still got yeah. it. That's so crazy. That is important. Just you still got martyr tokens and martyr cards. But the thing is, like, I don't want it. Like, what I'm supposed to just sit on it? Like, okay. Like, when you think about being minimal, I, in my mind, it's like, okay, what are some things that you just, like, if you, like, for example, that stuff could disappear right now and it wouldn't have a real impact on my life except for the attachment of knowing I have something that's that old. But yeah. in reality, I don't want it, but I also don't want to get rid of it because it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, the change in t- technology or history, but it's taking up space. And, and like, I got, I mean, I have them all in bins, but like those bins don't have to be there. No, nah, I feel like, it. What I'm supposed to do? I'm not going to pay for no storage unit for stuff like that. I'm, it's, I'm telling you, this stuff is forcing me to be a minimalist. Even in my kitchen, um, I normally have like a mail drawer where I just throw my mail in there. It's mm-hmm. no kitchen drawers in here. It's not? Mm. It's just cabinets? Not one. It's just cabinets. So I bought like this little three thing um, where I'm going to keep my utensils in. But I'm going to just have to like really figure it out because I ain't never lived like this before. So it's new. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm getting adjusted to it. Um, How you like the neighborhood? You feel safe? The neighborhood is cool. I'm going to tell you what I don't like. So what I do like is the convenience of everything. I love the space. I love how the apartment looks. Um, I love how it smells because that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't, I, 
I don't know if y'all know what roaches smell like, but I be that's the first thing I, I smell. Like I sniff, I have to sniff the apartment. Yeah. Um, one thing that I don't like is the walls are very thin. Now, when I first moved in here, I don't know if it's because in my old apartment it was so much sunlight in my room, but I couldn't really sleep hard in there unless I was like on the edible or something or some uh, what's the stuff called what's melatonin. It? Melatonin. So here, I don't. I literally sleep so hard when I when I go to sleep, and um, I love that. But I'm starting to notice that like the walls are really thin. Like I hit my my neighbor's dog. It sounds like they be barking in my living room. Oh, I don't like that. And then um, the dog upstairs, I hear the nails. So when I first heard it, I thought it was rats in the ceiling. Oh, well, you know, I actually wondered a lot about my downstairs neighbor because, um, so I'm on the top floor and I remember before I got her, I talked to them I'm like, Hey, just so y'all know I'm about to get a puppy. So she may be crying because I never was upstairs ever until I moved here. So I used to, you know, once you live under somebody, like you'd be like, all right, next time I move, bro. I think my, actually my worst experience was when I lived in California, it was terrible. But anyway, yeah. I just hate that stumping and bumping and everybody not so considerate and people might not be trying to make noise, but you know, it's annoying to the person below you. So anyway, I always been super cautious about that. I'll be making sure I don't drag stuff across the floor, just all that stuff. But she tell me she don't ever hear nothing. I don't know if they just saying that to be kind or it's just not that big of a Some deal. People, Cause I think for me, like I'm the type of person, that's why I like living downtown because it's very loud. Like, yeah. I hear police sirens all day, horns, yelling, and that stuff don't bother me. Like I, it's like I tune it out. Yeah, like yeah. naturally, I don't even have to force it. Um, that's another thing too. Since I do live downtown, it's very loud, but I tune that out. And then me walking the street, people I know if people not used to that or they don't like the city life, I guess that'll bother them because yeah. there's so many people, so many homeless people down here. Mm-hmm. But I just walk with my AirPods on. I keep it on the little. Um, spatial sound so I can yeah. still hear but I'll be fine yeah I love walking I don't like I don't... that even though I grew up in the city I never like the chaos that I like peace and quiet and that's why I like yeah. where I live because it's still close enough to not be you know but um yeah I've always been um concerned about that but I I can't imagine you hearing a dog bark and it's not like it's your living room maybe yeah as you get and, it more and populated both, all my neighbors have dogs so dogs I hear um you don't you don't have to pay an extra fee to have one yeah, it's like a it's like a part of the California culture, and you need a bike too. But I said that today when I was I had walked to Whole Foods. I'm like, dang, I should get a bike. Yeah, you should. That'll be cool. Do they have those scooters out there? Yes. Oh my god. Like so last night, um, I invited one of my friends who live here. Um, he's he's from here, but he lived in Atlanta for like eight years, and then he yeah. moved back home. But um. We was walking down the sidewalk. It was a lady literally carrying a bike on one of them scooters. I'm like, which one? <laughs> which one are you doing? Maybe she had a flat. Maybe her legs. I, it was crazy. Um, I don't have no excuse. For another thing too that bothers me out here is the drugs. So we were walking to the little bodega by my house, and Girl, not bodega. Okay. No, we it's bodegas out here. It's the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Uh, huh. It says bodega on the outside. So it's a bodega. Okay, I mean, my, my. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, People get mad we moved to a new city. Um, This man was literally sitting on the sidewalk, like, doing open, and he was, like, stabbing a needle in his arm, like, in his his vein Uh -uh. right there. Uh -uh. 
and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you don't shoot insulin right there. You do it in your leg or your stomach. Like, what now, you that? know, he ain't taking no darn insulin. I was just trying to be open minded, but I was like, whoa, <laughs> don't <laughs> be misled. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. That's that's that takes some adjustments. That made me think about even though this turned out to be false, but when that police officer said somebody was injected with a needle at Astro World, yeah. Oh, swear to God. I said I, when I saw that, I promise you it was the first thing I thought about, and I started running because I was like, "What if that the drugs like he took too much and he started having like a manic episode? And he just started stabbing." Oh people. my god! Oh my so god! I was like, oh, See, that's why go. I like living in the suburbs. No thanks. Anyway, okay, well let's get. I like episode. the thrill. All right, I, okay. I'm just playing. I'm, just playing. I'm playing. I'm gonna go get me a little weapon or two because um <laughs> a little weapon or two. <laughs> I'm gonna need it. I can't. I mean, I do. Lead it when I leave the house, I carry a bag with me every time. This is like a bag city. You yeah. gotta leave the house with a bag, like bottle of water. You don't know if you can go grocery shopping and you got you need to take some stuff home. You know, bags ain't free out here, so yeah, get your little bags. Plastic but, um, bags are not used, and so people I'm gonna give me some daggone um pepper spray, little pocket knife, hopefully a little gun when I once I find out the gun laws. Something I need it all just to be safe. You know, I'm not nervous, and that's another. I feel really safe out here. I don't know that's why. Good. I really do. I don't know. What, what, it's, that's probably what, what you it know, is. Californians, you know, the cold. I mean, we from the south. Like, it, I feel like most places are probably a lot more relaxed than it is out here. You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? The culture in California is like they could break off from the from the union and be their own country. Yeah. So I get it. It's very chill. I'm, I feel really safe. I think that's another reason why I sleep so hard. Yeah, you ain't got to. <laughs> ain't nobody passing no notes under your front door talking about give me all your money. <laughs> or, or you ain't got to worry about waking up or going to your car and someone on broke to you. busted out. Oh, Jesus. I think about it every time I go anywhere. And I try to park far in the back so don't nobody hit my car with they dough. And it's like, you just can't win. Jesus. But all right, not to drag it on. Sorry, y'all. Let's get into this episode. Let's get to Black Business of the Week. So um, I have, for the last several years, I have been letting my cousin do my hair. She is a cosmetologist. She went to school for it. But she does not do it as a profession. But because she knows how to do hair, I go to her. She do my press, my trim. Da, 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 da. But she lives very far. Like, I drive an hour one way to get her to do my hair. And on top of that, her schedule, she, you know, works a full-time job. So I was just like, all right, man. I'm t- For years, I've been driving this hour i'm tired of it and it also i have my dog who i try not to leave at home alone too much because she still is a puppy she's not even one and so i'm like you know i really can't come to her house at certain hours because i gotta walk her gotta feed her yada 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 so anyway i was like you know what it's getting cold outside i'm going to start by getting my hair straightened out because during those five months that i was in california i only wore natural styles and that five months reverted my hair back from like basically I used to be able to get a silk press and it lasts two weeks. No issue. I never had frizz. I never got poofiness. That was my whole life up until when I was in California. Literally after that, my press size wouldn't even last 24 hours. I would literally get my hair done, get in the car and it'd be already a fro. It's crazy. So I just, you know, was like, I'm not going to keep wasting my money. I'm just going to just wear natural style. So over the years, I, I mean, my hair would get straightened, but I would probably straighten it to wearing a ponytail and stuff like that. So 
anyhow, one of my college friends, Joanna, um, she always, her hair always looked good, but she posted her hairstylist recently and I checked out her page and I liked her. And on top of that, she was not super far from me. So I'm like, oh, baby, you know what I'm saying? So I want to make the Black Business of the Week be Brie Marie. Her Instagram is Lux Brie Marie, spelled L-U-X-B-R-E-E-M-A-R-I-E. I will put the information in the episode notes. But one thing about her, what I really, really like, like is anybody who's listening, who's had to get a barber, a hairstylist, anybody that offers any kind of cosmetic service knows that number one, it's hard to find a good person, a professional person and somebody that's that's quick. And it's just about their business. Like a lot of times hairstylists today, triple book, double book. You go in there, it's 13 people that's got a nine o'clock appointment. And you might be getting washed, then she getting washed, but you at the sink for 20 more minutes because they got to get to the other folks. So it's just a really unpleasant experience. So at the very least, I always expect to spend at least three hours at the hair salon. And that's at the very least. And honestly, them three hours is really how long I spend at my cousin's house, not even at a salon. If we really want to be honest, it's really like an all day occasion. And so when I book with this, um, with, with Brie, I was like, let me just get her first appointment of the day so I can get a good parking spot. So I ain't got to be waiting so I can do da, 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 da. Anyways, man, when I tell y'all I was in and out in an hour and a half and I had really? a silk press, bro, what? And so if you look at the reviews on her um her style C page, everybody says the same thing. She doesn't double book. She's really quick. She's really efficient. We, I got my hair done Saturday. It's Wednesday. My hair is still straight. And that oh, is wow. very unusual. I'm telling you, I got flexorized in now because some of my curls fell, but I ain't had no, my hair still look and feel good. So I just really want to shout her out. She was very, she was very friendly. Official, her service was very clear. She washed your hair. And she, I, uh. I, I had an appointment at eight o'clock and was out of there by 9.30. Wow. I and she trimmed my hair. Like she did a wash, blow dry. I sat under the dryer two times had a trim and she still pressed and curled my hair. And I was in that. That's how I was supposed to. I have never in all my 32 years of living ever spent less than three hours at a hair salon ever, ever, especially for no silk press. Cause my hair is very thick yeah. and people always be like, Oh, well your hair thick is going to take a little bit. Let me tell you something, baby. Brie Marie going to get you straight. And that's on me. You did what I'm saying? <laughs> Price was really was, like let me that's say I've always been about booking my stuff too. Listen, I mean, and the fact that she wasn't, I really felt good that she wasn't double, double book. And she's so quick. She don't even got a double book. She could just, you know, if I know, like, I'm telling you, I ain't have no problem. She was on time. She communicated. Everything was A1. I ain't have no questions, period. So I just want to shout her out. I'm definitely going to make her my primary hairstylist. And like I said, she, so she's off of Bolton Road. There's a salon suite off of, um, I think it's Austell Road. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like a two level one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a nice little location or whatever. And I actually, I had a while back, I shouted out um, Sky did it as a braider for Black Business of the Week. She actually used to work in that same suite and they, they know each other, which is crazy because I, I swear by, by um, Sky as well because she's the same way. She don't double book. She's super quick. She's really professional. So, you know, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about how makeup and hairstylists are very unprofessional in Atlanta, which I cannot deny. But I'm telling y'all, Brie Marie great experience 10 out of 10 and it was people who follow me who saw me tag her and they was like oh my god i love her or i used to go to her before i moved but i'm telling y'all like no games so, you know i'm gonna keep going to her i'm probably gonna try to get my hair straightened at least once a month and just keep a routine maybe twice so i can do twice a month but i'm not really going nowhere so i'm not trying to be going extra hard for for my hair to yeah. be in a bonnet but yeah so that's all i wanted to talk about um next we're gonna get into the I was like, hits from the streets might as well be uh <laughs> tweets from the streets um so okay literally today several hours ago 
um Dolph was killed y'all so rest in peace to Dolph very 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 unfortunate very 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 tragic okay um the reason why I'm making this tweet from the streets because y'all know people get really weird when somebody passes away they start scraping up all the pictures and screenshots DMs, text messages and stuff like that that they can share it's like dang did you ain't even did you even grieve the first thing you wanted was some likes and retweets so anyway the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Asian Asian the clout chaser dog <laughs> made a tweet talking about and, the re- and I think the reason why it was so annoying is because it was her because I feel like she makes a lot of situations be about her or she just always just do too much on social media that's just my opinion but anyway she made a tweet that said something like dang Dolph just asked me to go on tour and I had said yeah rest in peace girl you could have just said rest in peace I, I just felt like it was really weird and people was dragging her in the comments per yeah, use and then, then they pulled up old tweets well, she had said Dolph was trash. I saw that too. Like, Jesus. I hate that when people die or uh, especially like famous people or really popular people and they have they have like some story that they have to share. And sometimes it don't even be that deep. Because at this point, we've all came across, especially if we all lived in the same city forever, mm-hmm. we've all came across some of the same people all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really... I won't try to take that away from people because sometimes people do get really excited by meeting certain people. But yeah. in my head, I'm like, girl, we've all met this person. Um, the way that you met him, it wasn't that serious or the way that yeah. you met him, it wasn't that deep for you to be having like a whole, oh, yeah. Because I was looking at, um, don't call me white girl. And she was like, yeah, I made you a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit at my job. Rest in peace, man. You were so cool. And she, oh, like, she put it about dog. Now she was just saying how people do. When oh, you, no, for real. This one girl posted DMs and he wouldn't even reply yes. to her. Yes, he wasn't. And it was like, and she just was, oh God, I hate that. It's so embarrassing. And I just really hate that. And people don't even, like she went on live and was talking about, that's my friend. Y'all don't even understand. I know his baby mama. Girl, it just was, it's 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 like a such thing as tact. You know what I'm saying? And there's a time and place for everything. But it was just extremely unnecessary. Like I do understand people having sentimental stories and good memories and stuff like that. But it's gotten to the point where people just want to be the first to say something, share something. And it's just like, someone is deceased someone is never coming back yeah and you want to share a screenshot of you sending him smiley faces it's just is really weird i'm sorry, sorry i'm getting i'm currently getting attacked in my dm because i posted that thing about um sharing your location which your friend could be a gift or a curse and i said you're the only person i could share my location with because everybody is psycho and i'm getting attacked Ooh. somebody just told me that i have a false sense of being a doll wow T. oh lord see Brody. what I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I I literally just checked today and it still say you ain't sharing your location. So anyway, whatever, it don't matter. I don't care. But I think that's the you know, I I, I huh. I don't know why I say that. I'm gonna go check that. I really never check. I think I only checked Bryce's location one time because he was meeting me somewhere. And then I just started sharing my sister a couple weeks ago because it's just like, dang, why you not sharing? But anyway, so um let's move on from that. No, seriously, rest in peace of dog is really sad. To see people so young getting gunned down or getting or passing away in any manner. And, you know, he obviously had a huge impact. And then on top of that, people started coming up with these fake stories about um black youngster grandma getting shot and yo got a restaurant getting shot. It's like, why in the world do you feel like that's necessary? Why are you being weird? Cause that's how stuff, and a lot. That's why, like we've said before, a lot of these beefs between celebrities be coming from fans. Now, obviously, they got real street beef, but if somebody actually died, why would you make up a lie? about their op 
being harmed or their loved ones being harmed. You got these, now these police is proactively outside guided restaurant and people putting a curfew on the city. It's just so unnecessary. It's really sad, honestly. Yeah, um, I actually saw that. I didn't know how true it was because I even saw a blog go as far as to like post police cars in front of- um, Guided restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah it's really um, sad people are sick and weird and when it comes to death it's even weirder like i'm sorry y'all y'all stop being weird for real rest in peace Dolph. it's really sad yeah but yeah so that's crazy i wonder what the motive was free tweets probably not mine free tweets and have time it be these accounts with these darn goku profile pictures strange that is so crazy it's just but i heard about memphis memphis is like i think between memphis and alabama those two states, they have they hoods are like ruthless in New Orleans or Louisiana. Yeah, well, rather. Memphis ain't too far. I mean, that is where they killed Martin Luther King. Yeah, like it's and crazy. Plan organized. Um, they started off over there. Now, not I don't think it was in the city of Memphis, it was a city outside of it. I do think it's crazy that um they they took away. I mean, they have that law where you don't have to have a license to carry out there. And I think I'm that's, not shot. It's the South. Yeah. That's why I had to get up. People, out of listen, it's several people without license with guns, whether it's the law or not, truth be told. Yeah, no, that is true. But um, all right, let's get into shop talk. So, first things first, there's a few things that have happened while we were out. I guess the first thing is the Travis Scott situation at Astro World. I yeah. feel like it was necessary to talk about because we, we went to a Travis Scott um set before at Music Midtown. And I remember when I, uh, I remember, he, I don't know if it was on Netflix, but he had that documentary and they talked about like his crowds and how he kind of yeah. incites riots. He's got banned from venues, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember seeing how lit it was. On that same movie. festival. That's the gag. The, oh, really? The, so on the documentary, they were at Astro World. I'm not sure if it was the first one because this is new for him. Mm-hmm. So he, he just started that he just started having his own festival a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, that doesn't excuse that, excuse it, but it's like, that's a new festival and it's his, he don't really know what he's doing, clearly. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just irresponsible. You know your fans. And right, you know and he literally does incite these. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not, that's not a secret. And uh, yeah, you do know your fans, but you know it's easy to hide behind the uh the 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 event management company and all the other stuff. Now I don't think he's the blind. So basically, if anybody's under a rock, there um recently at Astro World, several people were killed from crowds trampling over them. Press, you know, compressing like you know Travis Scott shows are really lit. Oh, this is what I was saying when I saw the documentary. Now mind you, I never really knew much about Travis Scott. I didn't even know he was this huge. Maybe because I'm an old lady, but um, I only know a couple of songs by him. So I don't know anything about him before like 2019, 2018. But I remember being like, man, it looks so lit. Like I want to experience that. And I remember we went to Music Midtown and it was lit, but we it was way different. I mean, number one, we were outside the crowd. We were like on the side of it. And people, but people were like mosh pitting, but it was like a selected area. It wasn't like, that's how it always is, or that's how it normally, normally is. Normally, like, it is right, and there were people that broke into the festival, but that's not even news. That happens even all the when time. We yeah, they broke into. Remember, that's what I'm saying. It happens at, at festivals all the time, but I just, I, I do kind of wonder, um, because there's like 125 lawsuits being 
pressed against him. And I am curious to know if, if he will be held responsible because of his history with quote unquote inciting riots at his shows, because obviously there's a nature with his type of performances and you know how fans get, once you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. It's just how it is. It's the cult. You created a culture around your, around your shows, but yeah. it's actually really sad. I hate that people have passed away, especially young kids. I don't yeah. know nothing about Astro World, but I am curious to know if that's really a child-friendly environment. This is not put to put no. blame on the parents, but it just seems like a very mature, a lot going on type of uh, place. Now I could be wrong, but this new culture of rappers, a lot of them um, are going the rock star route. Mm -hmm. And from what I know, I feel like Travis Scott is the one who started that or like brought that into like the rap game, besides Lil Wayne, cause I do feel like Lil Wayne did um, at one point he was like a rock star identifying yeah, as a rock star, point. but he didn't do, he didn't like do that riot stuff, you know, but I know with Travis Scott, he was definitely one of the first people to bring that to, um, bring that to the, uh, the rap game. And then yeah. on top of that, he did get way, way, way more popular because of Kylie. Like he started dating Kylie. So a lot of her fans are now his fans and it's like a collective. So the crowd just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. But a lot of artists do that. Rico Nasty, um, uh, Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi, all those type of actors. I definitely know Lil Uzi for being, for, for like crowd surfing, but. Yeah. I mean, and like, it is that type of music. It's definitely that like, you know, Rocky. I call it emo rap. Cause that's emo what rap. it is. It's yeah, like emo. Francis did. Yeah, see, it's emo rap. So um, that's definitely not nothing that's not new. Cause like I said, when we went, cause I tell people, I'm like, I experienced it and it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't like uncomfortable um we had a good time yeah but i don't know i do feel like a part of it was um a lot of those people that broke in because even though people broke into the one we went to it was not like that like those yeah, people nowhere near and i mean those yeah you're right but and Astro was obviously way bigger than Music Midtown. And I'm pretty sure those people who broke in probably broke in. No, that's the thing. It's not. Oh, it's not. Even no. the, didn't they have, well, the setup of it appears to be, I guess that's what I'm thinking. The think setup that. of it was, but but it, but Music Midtown definitely is a bigger festival. I mean, I feel like. Bigger um, in capacity or more popular? It's, a, it's more popular. Are you oh, saying I like, mean like crowd wise, like numbers wise. Okay. Yeah. They couldn't control them numbers. I don't people broke in. Yeah. So I have for you. And know, I don't really think there's a whole lot of people gonna do to control people from breaking yeah, in. Because really, even with me, I'm like, honestly, what exactly could you have done? Yeah, because you can have it indoors, but now it's not a festival, it's just a concert. So yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm um, really yeah. gonna do um this going forward because I mean it's so many festivals planned, but they just had day and night festival in Vegas this past weekend. And um it looked safe, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think people are also kind of on edge a little bit too after what happened because I'm seeing all these clips from artists like checking on folks in the audience. And I mean, that's good that they do that, but it's just, it's a shame. But all right. So do you have anything you want to add to Shop Talk? Um, I sure do. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add the obvious. Miss Danny Lee and the baby was TT. Mm. Um, mm. I, can't, I can't wait to get my pro um, problematic opinion. You said your, you can't wait to give your problematic opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing with situations like that. Um, dummies. Yeah. I hate that this culture, this, this new wave of um, this new generation, what is going on is they looking at the dollar amount behind people. 
they do, they're looking at the, the publicity behind people. So they're willing to, to go through these things with people just because they're famous and they have money because they feel like that's their way of coming up. And they were like, oh, I don't have to work anymore. You think that's what but, happened uh, I feel like that's what happened because, well, partial, partially, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happened because for one, um, sometimes people just be be not there mentally. And I do think that's part of it too, because there's no way that you can allow somebody to treat you like that and just still be with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it's just, you can tell that he's a very um, abusive person. Now I don't want to put that. He put, puts his hands on girls. But or verbal women, abuse is abuse. But verbal, yeah, verbal abuse. And the way that he just says things and the fact that he was mad because she was, she bought plan B was really weird for me because it's like, how can you put, control her body? She just had a baby. So you don't even know what she felt like. She probably, in my hand, I'm like, she probably didn't even want to have that child because she in the middle of a career. And I did a little research on her too. I didn't even know that she's like, um, she was like the protege of Prince. Like she, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That makes it even worse. Cause it's like, not you this dumb and you had pretty much a career handed to you that's an that's another reason of the, that's another part of the reason and i hate that um being from the hood we kind of used to shit like this so it's be it's not necessarily second nature but his baby mama she probably laughing because she like Hannah, she she drank the dummy juice too but she um, did but she she not she not all out in public giving she have his. less less embarrassment because she was she was grandfathered in <laughs> but um yeah so y'all know i've been on my anti the baby train for a long time i used to really rock with the baby man but it was too many it was the random assaults for me i'm like all right i can't even rock. like it was to the point where i'm like okay like if this was somebody homeboy that i knew i wouldn't even want them around me like i and i, I i'm pretty sure it's episodes i don't know the episode number i used to really praise him. i thought he was super talented you actually search my twitter name and search the baby and you can see the timeline of the rise and fall of my support for the baby like, it's <laughs> historical. but anyways yes so he is he's always been a clown to me for a long time not always obviously but he's he's a clown he's very disrespectful he's very arrogant and yeah. i to me common sense would tell me that that is not somebody you want to have a baby with that is not somebody you want to attach yourself to a, for a long time. Maybe I can kick it, mess around, whatever the case is. But Danny Lee clearly had different expectations. So number one, I always judge women who are done for men. And I can just off of looking at those pictures that um that she posted on her story, like she really was in deep, in deep. Look, at, she, she don't find her little gangster boo and she finna just ride with him. But I just feel like her approach and her decision-making was all bad. Number one, you you out the gate sending shots to his baby mama. Number one, you can't ever think that somebody finna treat you better than they treat the last girl. You are not that girl. I just came back from the dead and found out you not that. You still not that girl. What Roland Ray said? Anyway, <laughs> then she came out with this yellow bone song. Like, she just hot doo-doo. I, I genuinely feel like she thought that oh, she I was... I forgot about that. You know, I'll be forgetting about stuff. Honey, well, Twitter brought it back real quick. But I, I genuinely feel like, from the outside looking in, that she thought that she was the chosen one for the baby. I really do. It just seemed that way. Because co- in my mind, common sense would have never told me that this is the man that's going to treat you right. Anyways, the way he handled everything to me was extremely disrespectful. Now, I will say... I'm not too much against him going live with her because I do feel like if he did not, like he could have recorded a video, 
But if it wasn't live, nobody could really vouch for what was going on. Because I feel like yeah. some, I don't know how she is or how he is on when it comes to physical abuse, but one of them could have said like, oh, he hit me. Now he going to jail. Now, granted, she did get charged with, with simple battery. But I'm just saying, I don't have a problem with that. It's the way that he was talking to her. And the way that, God, like you said, she went and got a plan B. I would do the same thing. I'll pop, honey, I'll pop a plan B like it's a Skittle. You put some up with me, I ain't asked for. Now, why she not on birth control? That's beyond me. But it's really crazy. It's just, it's really embarrassing. I, I think the biggest thing for me, what annoyed me is how he pulled the you ain't, you wasn't my girl. Cause dudes love to say that stupid John. Now, regardless of whatever yeah. role y'all play with each other, do not act like you wasn't with this girl for real. It just is a mess y'all. I can't even verbalize it appropriately, but I definitely, I'm judging her and I'm definitely judging him. And it, the red flags was there. It was never not that he's never, he, at no point was the baby ever a guy that people felt like, oh, she's so lucky. Nobody felt that way ever. And I really hope that she didn't delay her, her career progress for this dude, which it sounds like she did. Um, and if she didn't have nothing, like I seen somebody on, I think it was on the view. They were saying like, you know, this is why women, you got to have stuff of your own. Cause it didn't seem like she had many resources for herself, which is why she never left his house. Don't ever be in a position where somebody can kick you out of their house. Okay. I don't give a darn if you yeah. got a tiny home in the driveway, sweetie. If it's yours, it's yours. It's just really sad, y'all. The more the story, get an abortion, take a plan B. Do not have these dudes babies. Break up with them and leave them in the dust because now you ain't got to deal with them no more. But now she got to stick with this man for the rest of her life, the rest of the child's life. And now she's going to be, you know, sharing him with the other baby mamas. And he's going to keep messing with the original baby mama or whatever. He's going to keep having his way in whatever way he chooses. But it's like you, you really permanently attach yourself to this man. Yeah. That's real. That's real nasty. I'm sorry. I'm not with it. Mm. It's just I'm I'm definitely judging her. I'm sorry. You you really played yourself, embarrassed yourself, and you settled for less. To me, I always feel like people who put up with that kind of behavior have low self-esteem. I do. And I don't think that I do get air, airhead vibes from her. I think she was just happy to have somebody around her. And I could be wrong, but it definitely made me feel the way. You gotta love yourself. I'm sorry. I mean, I knew as soon as I hit puberty, I'm like, I ain't have no baby. What's the options? Okay, I can pop a pill within 72 hours. I'm gonna birth control. Let me get that birth control. Not have nobody. Yeah, everybody want to raise the same. Unfortunately, we, bro, we... you either want a baby or you don't. <laughs> like... that's true too, but you know what? People, manipulation because you don't know what that man could have absolutely her. right. But that's why you gotta you can't have low self-esteem because you gotta believe in yourself or love yourself enough to know what's best for you. Because you couldn't have thought that he this is not the first time this man on talk to her crazy. Ain't no oh. way. Ain't no way. And so all I'm saying is you got to love and care about yourself enough to know that that's not what's good for you. Cause none of this is surprising. It's just more public now. Cause if it was never public and he kicked you out, you probably would have been right back. And now yeah. what? Mm. Not here for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate when girls be done for men. I even hate it when you not black, you say the N word racist. All right, well. Next caller. All right. So next on the list, we got um, Britney Spears is free from her conservatorship. Thank God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't even believe that. And this one of them fan bases that really really (laughs) do some good. (laughs) Because the folks ain't never gave up. Jesus Christ. But I'm actually really happy for her. But I need people to keep in mind that she had no free will for 13 years. So she may come off as weird or odd or strange. But imagine being a prisoner in your own life 
fully capable of functioning and not being able to you'll start acting funny too so you know the girl obviously is capable she was still making music still performing so she ain't crazy she just needs some readjustment to do yeah hopefully she gets the the much needed help and i really hope that the men that are inserting themselves in her life aren't using her because i feel like that could very well be a case were they using her? I just- thought about that when I saw she was in a relationship because I'm not gonna lie, I really didn't understand how somebody could pursue a serious relationship with somebody in a conservatorship, being that she couldn't have access to her money, she couldn't drive a car. But it's also like, did that guy know that she was gonna end up being free? You know what I'm saying? He obviously can't use it for her money. That's true. So That's true. I didn't, I do, I did think about that because you know he seems like well put together, very attractive, and all the other stuff. And then Brittany just seemed kind of like a mess a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope she doesn't get used either, but I, I know she's a smart girl. I just hope that, you know, she gets to, you know, reap the benefits of her efforts. I mean, really, that's all you can hope for. You sound so sad about it. Uh, you know what? Because I can't believe it actually happened. I can't believe she was actually released from the conservatorship. And I always just think about how much money she they were making off of her. Yeah, and Britney Spears was the biggest. I mean, literally the biggest. I she, mean, she, she's the standard for pop stars. Like, no, for real. When people used to compare their kids to her, like, oh, she's the next Britney Spears girl. Now you know. Now you know, got darn well. All right, so um, next thing up, I also want to send praise up to Keisha Cole. She has now lost her mother and her father in the same year, really in the same few months. Um, her mother just passed. Yes, of COVID nineteen. Oh my god! I think this was yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't follow Keisha, so I didn't know. Well, I saw on the shade room. Mm. Yeah, it's actually really sad. It's traumatizing. I also, um, Rita, our friend Rita, she made a tweet today saying that being a fat, a fan of rap is traumatizing. Low key, it is. Like we see a lot of death, and we get attached to these people, and then we lose them, and then it's just like a reoccurring cycle, and that should not be normal. Yeah, rap is becoming. Um traumatizing because it's like for one unfortunately we have a lot of people doing stuff in the rap community that is just unethical for one mm-hmm. and then we losing people left and right because i mean it's you know it's a lot of these rappers and i think that's where it comes in where like um we the the white rappers and stuff it's not that you're not allowed to do this it's just that the your, the way you come in about it it's like Eminem, we know he grew up in the hood. So he he has the right to say certain things. Or do, I'm not an N-word, but he has the right to... He grew up poor. Yeah, he did. Him and Paul Wall. You know hood what I'm saying? Like, poor ain't the same poor. thing in my eyes. But other, um, other than that, I think that people be trying to make it seem like Black people um, be trying to gatekeep rap. And it's like, we have that right to do that. I mean, for one, because of the culture of rap. And it's like, you can't mimic our culture that you didn't go to, like go through. It's like, girl, you grew up, and then even just white people. I do that to the Migos because I'm like, I ain't saying that y'all not, y'all didn't experience certain things, but in my head, when I think of South Gwinnett or <laughs> Athens and all these other people, I visited those places and yeah. beautiful homes. You know what's so funny? I agree with you. And I also do acknowledge that it's all relative. Like to me or to you as well, people that grew up in the hood grew up in the trenches. I mean, literally had nothing. But even in some of the nicer areas, there are people who didn't have stuff that was as nice and they still feel that they grew up like impoverished. And it's like, 
you had a call. I don't want to take away from that. No, no, me either. But I'm just saying, so it's, I, I'm like you were, you have passed out. Has, I just has feel you, like uh, it's one thing to be hard, and it's one thing to feel like you struggle and you didn't get to experience certain things. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I um, I don't want to say that I don't really get into white rappers. I do kind of like um, what's his, what's the dude name? Jack Carlo. Jack Harlow, oh yeah. You remember, remember we saw him at Revolt Summit? I just looked at that video yesterday. See, I ain't know him then. Wow. I remember because he was DJ Drama's artist. Oh, DJ Drama beat. Let me tell you. I mess with DJ Drama. First of all, we share barbers, but... I think he's an abuser, but go he ahead. He is. See, I, see what I'm saying? Rap, he, um, being a fan of rap, I remember it, like last year, he went on a vacation with his girlfriend, and then she reported all these images of her face being busted up. Alicia, mm. I've been in their home. Hide your face, child. I had to do um his, I think I had to do his wife and his daughter's makeup before, but I drove allegedly. Her. Let's just say allegedly. But I remember wow. seeing it and I never forget. And I can't forget stuff like that. That's why I don't like the baby. That's I never knew that. I never knew that he did. I mean, that. I guess as a man, I guess that's not really something that you should be concerned about necessarily. But it is. I mean, it is. Let me not get that confused. Also, I want to clear up something too. I didn't know that um, Nicki Minaj's husband killed somebody. I think I made a stat sta- on the last episode. I said something about her. Um, you know, if I, I don't know what I said, but I want to add insult to injury. Anyway, get back on the topic. <laughs> that was so, that was so left field, but I had made a note to talk about it. We end up not recording and I don't want nobody who ain't never listened to the show to hear that and be like, girl, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They don't care. Um, so should we save the topic? Cause we've been, we done recorded for a minute. I don't know if we should well, save it. Well, no, let's talk about it. We can, we're good. I'm up now. Okay. So the, so I wanted to, um, talk about something that I personally dealt with, but I saw it on the internet from one of my colleagues. Um, so she made a statement. Let me actually go to it. So this could kind of be considered sweets from the streets a little bit, I guess, uh, so um she made a tweet that said i actually deeply hate that standing up for yourself in pretty much any industry gets you blacklisted in some shape or form this came from my girl sage sagey blanco so she is a fellow makeup artist she um i think she just recently moved to los angeles too but she also is a music artist she makes music but um i feel her regardless yeah, I feel her though because like I've I've definitely I mean even recently like just me standing up for myself like as far as um demanding demanding my rates demanding um that I mean I I complain like because this is my this is my livelihood you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. when people put out put out this work like as a makeup artist and you doing big publications I be biting my nails because when I walk in a room, it's always a white photographer. I haven't really worked with any black ones recently. And that sucks because the the times that I do work with black photographers, I mean, it'd be phenomenal. Like the yeah. work comes out good. But the problem that I have with non-black photographers is that they don't know how to light black women. So that may, that's very important because I, I come in and I ask a lot of questions. I want to know how you're lighting her or lighting my client because I need to know what type of light I need to do her makeup under because I need to make sure that it looks like that in that same light. Mm-hmm. That's one. And then also 
white blue Beyonce said it the best. She said blue light just don't look good on black women. Yeah, she did say that, and you ain't never forget because it's never forget. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna actually send you something. Um, I gotta go to my email. I'm gonna send you something so you can see an example because I got it from my phone. And this is important too. I always make sure I catch all my work, especially big stuff like that, like music videos. I catch it in 4K on my phone just so you can understand. <laughs> it don't look there. like that. Well, the speaking beat, of 4K, oh. I did my makeup when I went to the to the winery, and I ain't had my ring light on. And I was like, oh well. But it showed it showed out good in the pictures, and I ain't even oh, used no filter. Them pictures was real tea. I ain't used no filter either. I but when I put the ring light on after the fact, or that picture I sent you, I was like, now Alicia, <laughs> you could use another coat of that foundation. Oh my god! I was relying on the concealer and the uh, translucent powder to really, you know. But I ain't, next time I have to turn that ring light. I normally leave it on first, but I was in a rush. But thank you, my photographer be now my my photographer be getting them angles. But make sure you use warm light. If you got a warm setting on there, use that. I use it on the brightest. I mean, whatever works. It works. But it just makes a difference. And then, like, it's like when you open your mouth to say something, people deem that as being problematic, and then they don't want to work with you. Am yeah. I problematic, or am I just trying to make sure that the quality of my stuff is just good? Yeah. Am I problematic, or am I just trying to make sure that I get paid the rate that I need to get paid and getting paid on time? That's not being problematic, and I hate that because I sit here and I watch white people be um, – and even Hispanics sometimes, like in the, in the in my industry. Now I don't know how any other fields work, but when it comes to the hair and makeup industry, um, they put um, white and Hispanic artists above black artists, and it's so fucking annoying. That's so crazy. It's so Just annoying. By default, but, not even based on talent. Yeah, like even still, and it's so crazy because like um, they do that, and so when it comes down to paying rates, they'll pay them whatever they say. They're going to stand firm in that shit. Mm -hmm. Let me come out of my mouth and say that, oh, I charge this. And it'll be the exact same rate that they charge. I'm like, I'm not mm -hmm. paying. I know so-and-so around the corner, around the block, going to do this beat for half that or a quarter of what you're charging. And why is that? Like, I feel like I put in enough work to charge what I, I charge. Exactly. I've been, I've been learning my skill for over 12 years at this point. And it's like, I've done so much stuff. I fucked up. I mean, I fucked up on TV, like on major stuff, but it was to the point where I can go back, I can look and correct my stuff. And that's why I'm so hard on like, what's lighting are we using? What are you, what, you know, right? What you we... learn from it. Just like I'm sure the rest of them had to do. Yeah. And it's so frustrating that we just, you know, once you do that, you, seems problematic like i got pretty much fired from a job from a, from a record label because i stood up for trying to not dim the light of a girl who was dark-skinned who was in mm. the presence mm -hmm. of somebody of other artists who were way lighter than her it's like i want her to look good like i want yeah. her to look like and, as it should this is a collaborative effort yeah so I don't want, you know, and it was me standing up like, you know, I don't appreciate you trying to like wash her out to kind of fade in the crowd when that's not even what she gives. It's not fair. Yeah. You know, I will say I have not had a lot of experience with that happening to me. I think that um, something I've learned over the years is to just 
you know, I don't know. I don't know if I've had to, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I've had a lot of situations where I've had to stand up for myself in like a professional way I have with friends and relationships. But when it, when it comes to that, I, I blacklist them at my life. <laughs> but when it comes to work stuff, I definitely have people peep, and maybe this could be because I've just tried to choose my battles, which is not appropriate or fair. But I think that there might have been times where I have wanted certain accommodations, maybe more money or some help. And I would just be like, never mind, let me just do it myself. So maybe that's something that I need to work on for myself. But I've also had opportunities where, or, or times where I have had to request something and I would just use my personality to get it, like be comical. And that's, that probably can come off as a little passive, but it's just a communication style that has worked for me. And I think that's also me trying to like light, soften the blow, really protecting the other person, not myself. And, um, yeah. That's probably not the best way to communicate. And it don't always work, but I know what you mean. I um I was just thinking recently because you know one of the things I've learned a lot, especially about serious relationships, is communication is the the success factor. Like that, without communication, there's nothing. And I don't mean complaining because you want to butter on your popcorn. Like truly having real in depth conversations and having and good communication requires people to be uncomfortable, to remove their ego and to be open-minded. And I think the problem is when people speak up for themselves, other people don't know how to take it. And so they take it as you being aggressive or you being rude, or they don't know how to respond to it because they might actually be in the wrong. So the way they handle that is removing you from the scenario. When in reality, just take it, take this feedback, express your view as well. And it does not have to be drama. It doesn't have to be problematic. And I think a lot of people lack that. A lot of people prefer is, and it's, and even though they might've took it, took what you said, like, let's say it's a lighting situation. They probably going to think about it the next time they have a shoot, but instead of addressing that in a moment and being prideful and being too good to kind of handle that as feedback, they want to just get rid of you. Cause how dare you correct me about something? Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. And I'm just kidding. But I just, I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people really are not good communicators and being a good communicator means receiving communication and people just don't, people get super offended. They think that you're trying to be controversial, even if your tone does not reflect that. And I think that they just, they get offended. And so they're just like, F you, cause this is my show. And it's like, but somebody else is going to say the same I'm, thing. I'm, and I make sure I pay attention to that because I feel like one thing that really bothers me is the tone yeah. Uh people say things sometimes and I'm like okay you know what I'm yeah. saying like even if you don't mean no harm it's like the tone of what you say that that sets the mood for where this is gonna go from here so I always watch my tone um I just hate the fact that when people are in charge or they like have a um higher position than you they take it to the point of like what I, whatever I'm saying it just has to go that way and in certain situations yeah um but I really do feel like since I work a lot in the music industry and I'm an artist, I feel like we have people who are in those positions. And unfortunately, that's just, they, it runs that. So if you do something that they don't like, they can fire you for that. Or they can That is so crazy. Like, they don't even have to be right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they, and then when it, when people have a higher position, they can pretty much say whatever and people going to go for it. I saw it and this is not related at all, but I think the attitude is the same. I saw a post on the shade room today or maybe it was neighborhood talk where Portia Williams said that she had an encounter with R. Kelly when she was um, like some oh some while a while back when she was trying to enhance her music career. People in the in the uh in the comments calling her a liar saying that she just want attention and it's like that's not necessarily the same thing you're talking about but i'm just saying 
people could be dismissing something that she's trying to obviously express concern about or share her story. And now they could be like, oh, I don't want to. She be lying. Remember she had said what she said about that's R. Probably Kelly? The whole, that's probably the main reason why she kept it in that line. Yeah, because it's like, people ain't going to believe me because I'm this girl that presents themselves this way. I got these other situations. But I feel like that's just, that's so trifling. I, I hear a lot about, like, I, I've seen a lot of celebrities say that they were black. I mean, even like what happened with Monique. People might not want to believe she was blacklisted because she was as iconic or is as iconic as she is or as popular or been around for so long. But people who are not in that environment won't be able to relate to it. So it's easy to dismiss it as like her lying or being dramatic. But people who work in those environments, it's just like you try to tell... Like I've, I know people who have tried to go to HR about stuff that's happened. Now let's be clear, HR works for the company and not for you. Okay, you are the you are the the capital. But they'll be like, oh, take the high road, or why don't you do do this? It's like, no, I'm I'm raising a concern to you, and I need I need number one, I need document. Number two, I need a solution. But when it when you say when they say things like take the high road or try to get you to see the other side, it's like you really are dismissing the experience that I had, and yeah. now I don't even want to talk to you no more. That's lame. Like, I don't know. I hate, I just hate having to feel like that, especially in some, doing something that you love to do. Um, this is the reason why I dismiss a lot of clients. I don't want, I don't want people to make me feel less than by like trying to diminish what my pricing should be and what it shouldn't be. Because obviously let's start here. You like my work because otherwise you would never approach me. Exactly. Whether you think it's decent or whatever, you clearly like what I do. So you came to me for that. You want me to do something for you. Mm -hmm, now, exactly. In, in 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 response to that, if you want, if you want me to be there to do my job a certain way, this amount of hours, um, complete the task, pay attention, you know, all this other stuff, this is how much it's gonna cost. Because you, you uh, yeah, you go around the corner and get that done, but people aren't going to be as skilled. And it's and just it's not fair to say. I mean, it's one thing if you just don't have the budget or you don't want to pay that. But don't be telling me about what you can get somewhere else. Yeah, that's, that's weird. the they, price. They, now, if if they say something like, um, you know, I really do, I really do appreciate that. I love your work. Um, it's just I don't really have that in my budget. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, well, what what is your budget? Maybe we can work something out. Yeah, honestly. And that's fair. That's the that is a good way to communicate your needs and your desires. So being weird, tell me what you could have did. Now nah, I don't want to work with you. So it's like, what's yeah. the, what's your point? Now, what do you think about that? And when it comes to friendships, because I know earlier I said that normally if I do that, I'm I'm the one blacklisting, but and this is why I say that. I have had to check friends about stuff that is disrespectful. And to me, disrespectful is zero tolerance. I don't play that. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to tell you about yourself and you can never reach out to me again. And um, now that might be poor communication, but I also think that I am, um, that communication should be first nature, second nature, <laughs> and okay. also common sense when it comes to disrespect. I just can't imagine like somebody disrespecting me and then we working through it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So do you feel like the, the tolerance for that should be different based on a relationship? Like if it's a friendship yeah. or whatever the case is? Yeah, um, I always bring stuff back to how people were raised. Yeah. So for me, um, I definitely have like these situations, reoccurring situations with my friends sometimes. sometimes. Um, so if it's something where I feel like it's just like you're really disregarding what I'm saying to you, um, and it's something that I was expressing to you that this that really bothers me, then 
a conversation is going to be had, but if you just keep repeatedly doing that, now I feel like you don't, you're not listening to me and you don't respect me. And so now we got to part ways. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. that has happened to me recently because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really a difficult person to deal with in my opinion. I'm not, I have like little things that just bother me. Um, but I mean, that's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I live by myself for a reason. I'm not a morning person. I don't like to talk to people in the morning time. Um, I like to get my thoughts together because that's just who I am. I have to do things one at a time because I can't multitask like that. So I have to set aside time. Okay, I need to do this first. I need to do this first. I need to do this. And I'm working on that because I'm like, I can't just be slow about everything, but that's just what works for me. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up in the morning, and I know that I have to map out my head. I mean, map out my day in my head and I'm doing that. Or even if I want to just get some extra sleep, I'm, I'm just going to give me some food. I can do that. I'm grown. This yeah. is, this is your I, show. I can do this. So I don't, I had a situation recently where like my friend wakes up early and I wake up early every day, but sometimes I'll just go back to sleep a few hours later and they don't respect you know the you fact that no I'm- dog. Just yeah <laughs> they um they um don't respect the fact that i'm not a morning person and they be want to talk first thing in the morning and i'm like listen you used to call my house real early in the morning when we was younger what changed to, yeah i'm grown and my mama didn't like that she set boundaries and you still broke them did i mm-hmm. i was a kid oh oh so now it's about how you was raised i'll just play it i but, um but I, now I know, but I, she just don't respect that. And like, she's make it, uh, making it a big deal. Like when we've talked on the phone, see me sometimes when I don't feel like arguing or if I'm not in the mood, I'll do it. And then I'll just go on by my day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I shouldn't have to do that. Cause if I explain to you that this is something that bothers me and I'm expressing it to you in a genuine way, I'm not yelling at you. I'm literally just talking to you about mm-hmm. it and you still disregarding it because you don't think that that's right or you don't think that that's what friends should do and, and that I have these unrealistic rules about friendship, which is dumb. Like, how is that unrealistic? They just they just, they just, just feel away. They don't know how else to respond to you setting boundaries. That's really what maybe. it boils down to. That, th- that same phone gonna ring at 12. Call it 12. <laughs> like... We don't have to talk at 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't have nothing to talk about when I wake up. Yeah, it's like, dang, y'all have a job. You know? I also think a lot of times it depends on what that disrespect was. I think for me, a lot of, if if something makes me uncomfortable, I'll speak on it. But when it comes to me just like cutting people out, it's the, when people try to take advantage or they try to, you know, get more out of the situation than they can. Like they'll try to finesse some money or they'll lie or they'll just, you know how people are. It's some people, they just really don't, they really ruin great friendships because they want to get, they want to be greedy. And I think for me, that's yeah. some stuff you can't be giving chances to. And that to me, that's common sense. And if ain't nothing in life ever taught you not to be shysty, then you ain't meant to be my friend anyway. So honestly, I wish I could be like that. Well. You can be just set boundaries and respect them. I mean, no, I definitely feel like I can set boundaries. I'm just saying, like, I can just be like as stern as like, I think I'll just I'll be thinking about just like different scenarios with or, or I like I said, I'll like how people were raised, and I'm like, maybe they genuinely don't know. Maybe they don't know how to do it. I this. always assume yeah, I ain't the first person you ever disrespected, so I'm definitely gonna be the last. So bye-bye. 
I don't have time. I just don't have time. And I don't, I never felt like I, like I have a lot of friends and I, I never felt like, oh no, I'm short this friend. I've had a really close friend. Oh I, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't do that, but I, I don't, I don't, I never feel like that. I don't need you here. Yeah, period. I just don't be one to feel like I'm just like not being like, I guess empathetic or sympathetic to other people's thoughts and feelings. Like I'll be like, you well, know what? Maybe they let me when you get your life together then. <laughs> I never lost a friend I needed. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I get it, but I am pretty cutthroat when it comes to that, but I don't care. I've never regretted it. So why are you trying to expose right. me? Some boy, oops. Um, somebody was texting me talking about you taking a long ass nap. Ooh, and you just took a picture of me with my flexor rise in. Some well, I gotta say no, I just erased it by mistake. Also, y'all, this is a sidebar. I want to shout out press on nails never going to the salon again okay so first of all i have tried press on nails in the past my issue is they never last they will always pop off less than 24 hours but clearly the literally the whole time the problem is that i was not buffing my nails my nails were too oily too shiny and so obviously buff is that just fouling it like making it rough like using the um the gritty part of the nail file yeah basically Making it look rough, making it look, making it dry, and then wiping it off. Because the if my nails are oily, I'm expecting glue and plastic to adhere to it. But when it's dry, it has something to hold on to. My I'm on. I put these nails on Saturday, just like my hair, and it's Wednesday, and my nails is still holding on, just like my hair. Never had press on glasses long, costing me seven dollars and ninety nine cent. Never going to the salon again, only to get pedicures. Yeah. Um. I'm having now. So the last time I went to the nail salon to get a manicure, uh, the, the lady, she did a really good job, but she spent so much time on my hands. And what she did was she, um, instead of filing my nails, she literally drilled my I nails. I hate when they do that. They did that on my pedicure. I'm like, bro, my nails are standard in a piece of paper. If you get to the white meat, I'm gonna have to kick you. Yeah. And like now, the gel, she did that and the gel is still on there, but I have to literally let my nails grow the gel off because now that they're growing, anytime I pick something up, my nails crumble. Like they just- Oh my God. I actually am growing out my gel pedicure now too. <laughs> Cause I'm like, girl, now I gotta wait for- I don't home. like that. I ain't getting gel on my ne- on my toes no more though. It's too sensitive down there. I've seen people get acrylic down there. I think that's really chaotic because your nail is very, very, very thin. And then well, how you gonna wear your shoes when it starts growing? Out? No, I can only imagine how they hurt my friend. You gotta gets, wear open toes in the snow because your nails don't grow. Blocked off, like oh like, god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like how that shit look. Well, I but, hope that um when you set boundaries to your endeavors in LA, that it is greeted with kindness, warmth, and acceptance and understanding because nobody deserves to be to feel like they uh, cannot open them open their mouths and speak up for themselves. That's one of the few benefits of council culture. <laughs> yeah. People <laughs> gonna set them boundaries and they're gonna do it. But I guess the, you know what? They might be the, the blacklisters though. But yeah, so anyway, I um I hate that. I hope that people mature enough to understand to accept communication. And if if somebody does say something that makes them uncomfortable, they should also express that as well in that moment. One thing I learned about working at Apple, um, as cheesy as it sounds, is to is to give open sorry it was basically feedback so they would give positive feedback negative feedback in that moment but the way that they taught us to do it is like hey hey chris do you have a question do you have a moment um for some feedback 
and you don't have to say it like that. Oh, that's, how, that's, like, that's how we had to do that, man. Yeah, and we'll just ex- like gently express the situation, how it made us feel, and what our expectations are going forward. And because they built a culture around that, that's how people did it. Now, everybody didn't give it based off that script, but it made it not abnormal for people to receive feedback. And so I think that that's something that can be tackled, I mean, taken on into personal life because people just need to know how to communicate with you. And so because Apple set those boundaries or set those preferences, people abided by that. And I mean, I just think that's how it goes in real life. But a lot of people just have a lot of pride or they're embarrassed or they don't like being wrong. So they're not going to take what you're saying kindly because they want to be the winner, I guess. Yeah. Mm. We be preaching. Rest in peace, doll. Preach. Oh, I know. All right, y'all. Well, I think this was a good episode, and I don't even have to edit it. I'm about to put it right on out, so y'all gonna get it tonight on Wednesday. Kwana, this is unedited. This is raw dogging. Okay. See, now I gotta edit. I'm just. (laughs) All right, y'all. See you next week. Hopefully. Period. (laughs) Bye.